the Fitness Hacks Podcast, Episode 5. Today, we're talking finding balance in the fitness business with Kate Vitalich of FatLossAccelerators.com. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks Podcast by Redefining Strength. Breaking down fitness and the fitness business with some of the best names in the industry. And here are your hosts, Corey Lefkowitz and Ryan Heenan. Episode number five. Only 95 more to go till we hit episode number 100. It's very exciting. We don't have any time left at all. Did you even think that was funny? Or are you one of the Americans that has no sense of humor that Kate talks about? I apparently don't understand sarcasm at all. It might just be my sarcasm. Maybe. So as Corey mentioned, today we're joined by Kate Vitalich of Fat Loss Accelerators, and we're talking about finding balance in your work life and your professional life, which is tough when you work in the fitness business. You often have to train sort of like a split schedule, training people in the mornings and the evenings. And there's also a lot of things that you don't necessarily know are going to go into the business when you get into it. You know, you think you're going to be designing workouts and programs and just training people in person, but there's a lot of business aspects that you don't necessarily enjoy that also go into running your fitness business. And Kate talks about the importance of knowing your numbers, but she also talks about the importance of taking a break and placing the emphasis on sleep and on stressing less and all the things that are preached to clients and how important it is to take those into consideration for yourself. So often we think about what we like to do that we sort of ignore the things that we don't like to do instead of just dealing with them, confronting them, even delegating them out. And Kate sort of talks about finding that balance and even delegating those things out so she can do the things that she loves including delegating her cleaning out. Yes, that was a big one. We definitely did that one too. So let's jump right into it with Kate and get started. Today we are joined by Kate Vitalich. Kate, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and your fitness journey and what led to your passion for fitness? Sure. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks, Corey, as well, for having me. I'm super excited to be on. Um, My name is Kate Vitalich and Ryan, you're very good at getting my name correct. So I'm super impressed. (laughs) Um, I'm a, I'm a expert fat loss trainer and online fitness entrepreneur based out of San Francisco. Um, you can probably guess from my accent, I'm not from America. I grew up in Australia. Um, and before I landed in San Francisco, I owned a private training business and a boot camp out in New York on the East coast for five years. And in that time, I also started an online business, um, mostly selling fat loss programs, just ones that I'd done with my clients in the city. Um, and being able to share that with you know people all over the world was really something that I always wanted to do. Um, and you know to get to that point, I started back in Australia and I studied exercise science uh, at the University of New South Wales. And I ended up majoring in sports science mostly because I just like sport. So I think that kind of tied me into you know the fitness space. And that's after I left university, I went into exercise rehabilitation. So that gave me a lot of background and experience working with people with injuries and uh, helping people in hospitals and that kind of stuff. But I think a lot of my passion for fitness and exercise was really based more in personal training and working with clients uh, on an ongoing basis. So I really started my personal training career when I moved to New York. And that was back in 2009, which is quite some time ago now. It's seven years. Uh, And, uh, so New York was a great place. I learned a lot of skills, personal training out there, um, worked with people in the Upper East Side and uh, a lot of the high-profile clients out there. And it was really when I was working and training in Manhattan that I started getting my clients some really fantastic results. And when my clients would leave in the summertime and go out to the Hamptons or you know, business was a little slower in summer, that's when I started my online business. And 
um, you know, getting my programs online and building my network and, and you know, started to reach uh, people all over the world. And that's, uh, that was at the end of, end of 2014, I moved out to California and re- really restarted my private training business and, you know, continued my online business. But I found out here it's, it's a very different, uh, different clientele that I'm working with in that people are just not the same as obviously the East Coast because they're a little, little bit more chilled out out here. But um, there's also just a lot of people that are into health and fitness. So, you know, I'm super excited to be out here in San Francisco and uh, that's a pretty good brief summary of my background and training, I think. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I also made the transition from going on the East Coast training to coming out here, and it's definitely a different environment. I must say, people in California are really, really into fitness. There's a lot of things, a lot of opportunities. Can you tell us a little bit more, though, about sort of what you're doing currently for your your own fitness routine and maybe how that sort of fat loss passion and what the results you got for your clients sort of tie into what you're doing now? Oh, yeah, Corey. It's it's really interesting, like you said, the People out here in Cali are very much into fitness and health and it makes it easier, I think, when you're around people that, you know, everyone shows up on time and everyone's really excited to work out. And I don't know if it's the weather or I don't know what it is, but it's just a different environment. So what I've been doing for my training, I know it's it's really helped my training routine to be uh, out here in California. I'm training like five to six days per week. The workouts are shorter though. So I'm looking at like 20, 30 minute workouts and I alternate days between like a metabolic resistance workout. So basically that means doing um, like weighted sets, moderate weight, um, big muscle groups, and then pairing it with uh, more of a cardio conditioning sort of exercise and then throwing in, you know, an ab move. So that's how the MRT circuits are set up that I'm doing two days a week. And then two days a week I'll do uh, just basic metabolic conditioning body weight style. Um, And then also again, if I haven't done some ab or leg targeted circuits on the uh, MRT day, I'll throw in those on the MCT day. It really just depends on how my body feels. So I, that, I kind of play it by ear just, you know, how everything is going that week. And then one day a week I like to go out and test just different classes here in San Francisco because there's, I mean, you know, I'm kind of a fitness nut as much as I am a fitness trainer. So I really like to go out and see what other people are doing and see what other classes are like. And so one day a week I'll go out and, and either go to like a TRX class or go to a kettlebell class or just do some freestyling. <laughs> and, um, then, and, one, and then on my off days I like to go rock climbing. That's something really fun that I've um, taken up here. It's indoor rock climbing, by, mind you. I'm not ready to like go on actual rocks yet but um I, I mean seriously it's like I'm doing this bouldering out in uh at dog patch boulders and it's so much fun I mean I need I really need to get my technique down but uh it's been a lot of fun just to train like my upper body it's it's a much harder workout than I thought but it's also you know has that skill and technique involved which it's become like a great hobby and and something different that I would never have done living over on the east coast so that's kind of what I've been doing uh, lately. Plus, I actually, I just finished up testing a new abs program and I was testing that on my clients here in the city, but also on myself, you know, filming the workout videos. And that was something that just, I mean, really got me ripped and shredded, which is not words I normally throw around, but I just was really almost shocked and surprised like how well this worked, like not only on my clients, but on myself. So that's been something super fun this summer that's, uh, that's unfolded here. So stay tuned for more on that. Well, if you can give us a little bit more information about that, that'd be great. I don't think anybody can say they don't want to be a little bit more ripped and shredded. 
<laughs> right? I know it, it. It like totally by just filming these videos, it, it really just helped me to get my abs popping. But it's mostly body weight stuff and doing um, gymnastics moves and st- ab strengthening moves. So more exercises like working on uh, the hanging knee raise and ab pikes and these types of um, gymnastics inspired moves and really focusing on executing them correctly and then pairing it or um, creating those circuits with some sort of um, ab, once you've got the ab strengthening, adding in uh, some more of a fatiguing exercise. So going for time on something like a a bicycle or um, other body weight, I can't think off the top of my head exactly what was in the circuits, but um, pairing that with another another ab uh, endurance exercise and then finishing up with some sort of cardio exercise to really get your heart rate cranking, you know, like burpees or jumping jacks, something that gets your heart rate up. So having, you know, just really fast circuits like that, nine-minute circuits and adding in uh, as an accelerator, you know, one or two of those in your workouts has really been a huge big breakthrough lately. So that's definitely something that I'll have to put a link here that you guys can check out because it's – it's just fun too because it's fast and if you do it on a consistent basis and just stick with it, that's when you really start to see the, the benefits and the results. And I think here in, in San Francisco, I found my clients are more consistent. Like they'll, they'll show up on a regular schedule and they're on time when I think on the East Coast, a lot of people were always traveling or something was coming up or, you know, people on the East Coast are very, very busy, which, hey, I was very busy when I was there and I'm still busy here. It's just a different, you know, different type of busy, right? Yeah, it's definitely a different pace. And we're going to put these in the show notes. So everybody listening, be sure to go check out Kate's products. Now, I think the one cool thing is you're definitely passionate about fitness and trying new things. Was there a specific moment when you decided you were going to jump into the online space? And were there any challenges you were faced with that you overcame that were maybe unexpected? Sure, Ryan. Yeah, I think uh, there's there's always like different hurdles and challenges that are unexpected. Even the ones that you expect, there's still challenges and even if you were expecting them coming up, um, it always, you know, still surprises you at times. But I think it's really just um, how much time I thought it was going to take for me to do things. Like I jumped in thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to happen really fast and this is going to happen. But it really, like I was playing a little bit of the short game in the beginning and just trying to get things out there as quickly as I could. And it's really, it just takes time. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, um it's never going to work. It's just you need to be getting things out there quickly to test them out to see if they're going to work. And then when something works, you just, you know, keep rolling with that one particular thing. But um, I think, you know, another challenge was just learning how to get other people to do stuff for you and to delegate stuff to them. I, you know, in the beginning was quite, you know, wanting to do everything myself, which again, is very time consuming. So it takes longer. Um, But if, in the beginning, I had asked, you know, for more help or, you know, delegated more stuff to people, then um, that probably would have eliminated that challenge. But I think that's kind of just like part of your own self-growth, though, is knowing online what you stand for, what you believe in, and being not being afraid to stand up to that. I think another challenge was, you know, just getting some emails of people not agreeing with you, which in the beginning, you know, I was like, I, I know everything, you know, I'm so great. But really people, some people don't agree. Some people send you hate mail and, you know, these things kind of rock your confidence if you're not, um, if you don't have that solid grounding of who you are and what you're about. So I think that was a surprise that, you know, at the start I was, you know, people didn't really think that I was real. And that's one of the things about the online business is that you don't have that face-to-face contact. I know you guys have 
the gym down in uh, in SoCal. And so when you're seeing people and it's in person, like they can see you, they come in and train with you. So, you know, the whole, you know, billing thing, it's, they know it's you. But I think online, because they don't hundred percent know when you send out an email that it's me, um, hey, <laughs> it, it takes away that personal interaction, which creates some sort of barrier that's just a little bit different. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, I mean, I like, you know, meeting and training people in person as much as I do the online side of things. Um, another challenge is sometimes when people don't understand how how I'm speaking, <laughs> my accent. Seriously, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, some people don't understand what I'm saying. Like, particularly new clients in person, <laughs> they are uh, they're not too sure what the hell I'm on about. But I'm teaching them sarcasm here, okay, guys. So <laughs> one one American at a time is learning sarcasm. <laughs> That's that must be an uphill battle. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm you know. The West Coast is a little better at this. The East Coast is where just like, what the heck? Like, what is this? <laughs> but um, it definitely makes me laugh. So that's the main thing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I think a lot of trainers can relate to a lot of the challenges that you faced. Is there any advice that you would give them for overcoming those challenges? Any mindset, maybe even some websites they could check out or some books they could read that might help them really get motivated and sort of overcome those hurdles to doing both the in-person and the online? Sure, absolutely. I think a lot of it is just, it's not necessarily time management. It's just focusing on doing the things that you really enjoy doing versus, you know, oh, I have to do all this stuff. Like I really enjoy training clients. It's as much as a lot of people always say, oh, it's trading dollars for hours, but I really enjoy training clients. Like it energizes me to go out and, and be around people at the gym and to help clients in person and to test out, you know, my programs. So that was something that I always, really enjoy doing and when I cut that out and just went full-time online for a little while it like I really miss doing it so I think you know a good good advice to trainers who want to switch is like just figure out exactly what it is you like doing so if you like training in person then I think YouTube is a great idea for um you know your way of communicating with your target audience and um I think it's just also knowing exactly who you are and what you stand for and being rock solid in that will make a transition online um not easier, but it'll really, really help to have that solid grounding. Um, but I also really have myself learned the hard way, like just don't take on doing too many things all at once because you end up just doing things, you know, in just a, a half-assed manner, which you then don't focus on executing, you know, to the best of your ability and doing stuff really well. So I think that's definitely something that people need to consider when they're doing this like it is a a challenging thing to break into the online space but it's definitely not impossible and there's a ton of opportunity out there particularly if you're a good trainer because it's a you know whole kind of crazy wild wild west on the internet and I think that if you have something unique and different and a different approach and you you know you're getting great results with your clients there's no reason why you, you can't break into the online space but I also think another good thing to do is just listen to your body you know I uh, spent some time burnt out, I think, for a little while there after the East Coast just from not resting enough and trying to do everything all at once versus delegating, resting, sleeping, and looking after my own health. So I think that's always good advice for trainers is like if you look after your health and your body, then you can help more people not only in person but online as well. So that's my words of wisdom. But hang on, there's one book actually that I read that was really great that um, it's a guy, James Altucher. It's called Choose Yourself. And it's just really fun to read and funny. And I think it's just like a, a great, 
you know, easy read that helps you just to kind of ground yourself a little bit. He's got some really funny, great stories in there and it, um, it's just a really great like mindset kind of book. So I would definitely recommend checking that out. And it can help uh, us Americans with our senses of humor. Too, I think. Right? Yeah. I mean, this, maybe that's why I like this guy so much because he's quite sarcastic in some of the books. Like, you guys should check it out. He's he's just a really quirky guy, and um, I just fit, really resonated with his. And even though so, at some points I didn't listen to what he was saying, after a while I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's actually very good advice that he's giving you. You know, like slow down and rest. It's you know just getting like seven to eight hours sleep a night. That was I was skimping out on my sleep for a while and. It's um, it's just not good for your mental health or your body or your hormones or anything really. Like it's no joke skipping sleep. So I think that's as a trainer, you know, when we're working late, getting up early, if you've got that rest time on the weekend and just trying to get at least seven hours, it's definitely a, a good thing for your, for your longevity. I think it's a very overlooked element of being healthy overall. Definitely. I mean, I don't think people sleep enough. And I was reading a, a book from Ariana Huffington, uh, Thrive. And she talks about um, burnout and exhaustion and it's, um, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people these days think that in order to progress your career and to get ahead that you need to work all the time and, you know, sleep is obviously the thing that will get cut out there and, you know, it's almost like you get a medal for like basically killing yourself uh, by working 24-7 and in, the re- in reality you don't get any further ahead by working 24-7. You just need to be more productive with the time you have and, by sleeping, eating right, like all these basic things that as trainers we teach people to do. I think as long as you're uh, able to do that yourself and follow basically your own advice, you can help and inspire more people, but you also can just be more productive with the time you have during the day, which means you can get a boatload more done. So I think that's why the Cali living is working for me out here. So it's a different pace. I think you touched on such a great point as trainers, you know, we preach, you know, balance in your life, you know, but we have to practice what we preach and it's very hard for us to do. Sometimes you've touched a lot on, you know, like all the different learning. How did you sort of learn what you didn't like? You learned that you love training, that you were really passionate about it, but how did you figure out, you know, Hey, this isn't right for me. That's a really great question. I think in the beginning I didn't know. So I would just be doing things and then I'm just like, we'd be dreading it or, I think the number one thing now is if I put it off like for a day, like something that I'm supposed to do, um, then I'm just like, okay, this is not something I like doing. There are obviously things that, you know, you hate, you may hate doing that um, you have to do. Like I think as a business owner, you need to check your numbers, right? It may not necessarily be like your number one favorite thing to do, but you need to look at your numbers, look at your stats. And it's just other things like, um, you know, customer service or some people may not like writing, you know, you know, that's something you can outsource or learn how to transcribe whatever it is you want to write into dictation and get it printed up. So I think listening to your body and how you react, like if you're either getting anxiety about something that you're supposed to be doing, like I know some people before they would, you know, teach a class of people, they'd have anxiety. It's obviously something you don't like doing if it's causing your body anxiety like that all the time. But at the same time, if you have that about writing or um, some other kind of activity, I can't even think off the top of my head. But I think it's really important just to listen to how your body reacts to, to certain things, which means, it, you know, is it, are you putting it off and procrastinating it all the time? That's clearly something you should just get someone else to do. You know, for example, like cleaning. I don't really <laughs> like cleaning my house. Okay. It's just, it's not my skill set. So I really, in the beginning, I thought, oh my God, I have to. I have to pay someone to clean my house. Like, isn't that lazy? 
And, you know, my mom's like, you're lazy. But at the same time, I feel after I decided, okay, I'm going to pay this person to do this for me, it's a win-win for both of us. I save my time. I can spend that time helping other people get results and working on my business. And, you know, they're better at cleaning. So <laughs> it's, it's definitely, I think, good to learn, you know, the number one tasks that are going to help you to take your business forward um, versus, you know, other tasks that really you hate doing and you're procrastinating on. And that time that you would spend is just wasted doing something you don't like or you're good at. So I think it's really just like about figuring out the priorities for you and, and um, focusing on those number those things number one. And there are only so many hours in the day, so you have to make choices on what you're going to prioritize and what you're going to do. Yeah. Can you give us can you give us a look into a day in the life of Kate Vidalich? Sure, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so I normally get up at five a.m. and I'm either training clients. I try to train clients in the morning from six a.m. to ten a.m. three days a week, and then the other two days I'm up writing. Or um, normally I'll start on those other two days with a workout. Um, so on my on one day I'll, I'll work, you know, six a.m. to ten a.m. with clients, and then I normally try to take the middle of the day off until four p.m. So that way I can go work out for at least or, you know, spend an hour of working out, an hour of reading, and then at least two to three hours of writing. And then in the evening, I'll train, you know, three to seven, three to eight. So I'm training, you know, on the, of three days a week, you know, seven hours. And then the other two days, I have more time to, if I'm not training clients, I'll be trying to film workout videos. So this is not really a good schedule of exactly what happens each day. As you can see, different things happen each day. But I think lately what I've tried to do is cut off not working more than 10 hours in a day in total. Even if I'm out, you know, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., there's like the middle of the day where I'll take, you know, two, three hours off where it's time for a workout, you know, time for reading for at least an hour and then at least an hour of writing or just like thinking time. Because I feel like when I was back on the East Coast, I spent so much time just running around doing all kinds of crazy everything or trying to do everything and it just really burnt me out. So spending just middle – because, you know, a lot of people at the end of their workday will, will go out and have dinner and all this kind of stuff. You know, I'm normally finishing 7, 8 o'clock at night. So that's when I'm starting to wind down and get into bed by, you know, 10 at the latest. So that way I've got like a good seven hours during the week and then I can just be more productive with my time. But um, it's my, yeah, my schedule changes day to day. But I really like being able to get up and go and coach and train people and have that mix of online um, on those two other days there, just so that I, you know, change it up. I think that's the greatest thing about having and setting your own schedule is that you know you get to do this. Like I, I choose to do what I want to do during the day, and a lot of it involves either being in a gym and being around people and working out and writing and and, um, you know, taking a walk when I feel like it, but it's not something that you should complain about or feel like, oh, because really it's like when you're a trainer and you're an entrepreneur, you don't have to do anything. You know, I train my clients because I really like them and I really want to help them. And I feel that sometimes if you, you're hating training clients or something's up with how you feel in that moment, that you should take a break or, you know, just take some time out to think and really reassess what it is you're doing that you like doing. Cause it's um, all about managing your own energy because if you don't have any good energy or you're feeling exhausted, then you're just you're gonna um, project 
project that onto your clients. And over time, it just wears the both of you into the ground. So that's something, again, that I've learned in the last, you know, good six months or so is just managing energy through the day. So this kind of schedule of working in the morning with clients, working in the evening with clients, with the middle of the day to do my thing is is really working. So that's uh, that's kind of a rough outline of a day in the life. As you can see, it's not like set on a schedule of, you know, hourly kind of I must do this, but it's more of just going with the flow. You know, I think as an entrepreneur, no two days are the same. Uh, you know, you do a lot, you pack a lot in. I love your passion for training people in person. You know, we talk with a lot of people that say the future of fitness is online, that are all about the online space. And I love online, but it's nice to talk to somebody who's doing the in-person and loving it. Where do you see the future of fitness, you know, doing the online and the in-person? Where do you see it going? That's a really good question. I think that there's always going to be in-person coaching. There's just, you can't beat it. It's this transfer of um, knowledge, energy. It's the accountability of having someone show up um, on both parts and your ability to really influence and impact people. And like I was saying before, I took like six months off last year where I wasn't coaching anyone in person. And I think that it it really, I really miss doing it. I miss being around um, other people in the gym because, you know, you go to the gym, it's an environment. There's... Um, good energy there. It's positive, you know, for the most part, as long as you're in the right gym, (laughs) probably like (laughs) there are probably gyms out there that are not, but I don't go to those gyms because I don't want to be around those kind of negative, crazy sorts of people. Um, But I think that there's always going to be, you know, the, the offline training in person because there's a relationship there that is very personal and it's seeing someone transform and change their body that is what keeps me going. You know, one of my clients in the last six months has lost like 45 pounds and she just trains with me three times a week and had like just does everything I say and follows the plan. And to see her transform and change, not only like her body, but her uh, confidence, her everything about her is completely like 180. And so that's just super inspiring for me, but also for everyone else at the gym who we, who we interact with. So I think there's always going to be space and, and people training in person, but I think online, it's it's like the wild, wild west out there. So I think there's always going to be new fads and new things that come out. But I think it's good for people to experiment if and and try out different types of workouts. And that's the beauty of the online space is that you can try other people's workouts, I think, at a, at a really low price considering the skills that people have. So I think that that's really exciting to have, you know, the opportunity to reach more people online. But at the same time, I think it's great that people, you know, try things but are also very, you know, wary of um, the not-so-great trainers out there. Like, let's be honest, it's when you're training in person and you're coaching, like, you become a great coach. And the more you practice that skill, the better you get at writing programs and teaching people and creating videos. So um, I think in the online space that there will be, you know, people wanting to train on, you know, programs and personalize online programs, but I think it's definitely something that will always be happening in person. And that's just human nature. I think we need to be in part of a community that's, you know, in real life, like off computers and off phones and, you know, amongst other humans. You touched on a great point with that human connection, that bond. And I know that the community is what keeps bringing people back to the gym. And I also think that's really important when you're developing your online business to remember, you have to establish that trust, that bond. And yeah, it's not in person, but it's giving them free content. It's writing those blog posts that let them get to know you and see your personality. You mentioned two YouTube videos. 
all those different things to build that online community because that it, it is that community that keeps people coming back, whether or not it's in person or online. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that that's also one of the challenges when you first start out online is that, you know, you don't know who's reading your stuff. You feel like you're just putting things out there into the middle of, you know, cyberspace and no one's actually reading your stuff. And that can actually be happening. But at the same time, it's for the most part, there are people out there reading it. I know, Corey, like my friends in Australia, you know, read your blog posts because they're always like, Corey, and these great posts. So you probably don't even know that. But now you know. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) But that's the reality, right? The more you put out there, and I think that's why you have to just be really strong in who you are um, and know yourself so that you know, you can establish yourself online as because that's how you differentiate yourself on the internet is your personality, your unique quirks. Um, and even though it may seem like there's no one out there watching or listening, if you stick with it and keep going, that's, uh, that's the best way to, to, to make it out there online. Well, speaking of who you are, now it is time for my favorite segment of the show, which is the Fast Five Fitness Facts, where we're going to find out who you are, Kate. <laughs> I'll say that five times really fast. I mean, that was that was a good one. <laughs> I always tell him, I'm glad I don't have to say that. Yeah, I, d- I definitely couldn't say that. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Number one, what's your favorite exercise? Right now, it's ab pikes, and I like doing them on the TRX. I'm still working on you know, getting my form down, but ab pike for sure. All I can say is youch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what exercise do you love to hate? I think the kettlebell swings. And I was thinking about this from both, not only like doing it myself, but also watching it in the gym. I love to see when people are doing it right. And I hate to see when people are doing it wrong. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the kettlebell swing for sure. What is the best book you've ever read? You guys, this one was the toughest question I think I've ever come across because <laughs> I, I love reading books, right? But I was thinking and I really enjoyed reading Richard Branson's book, uh, Losing Your Virginity. I kind of have a bit of a crush on him right now. I know he's a little bit older, but he's definitely my business crush. So Richard Branson's book. And what's your favorite pump up song? This one is, uh, it's called All I Do Is Win. I don't know. Have you guys heard of that one? It's like it's some R&B. No. Who, who sings uh, it? D- DJ Khaled. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's quite cool. It was on at the gym the other day and I'm normally into more of the, you know, electro stuff, but this was definitely like a good pump-up song. So you should check it out. Is this a new pump-up song? Uh, no, I think it's been a, it's a newer one for me. I like to change it up every now and then because, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't like to stick with just the one same thing. <laughs> right, yeah. I was going to say it keeps it boring. You wouldn't be pumped up if you just listened to the same, same right? song. Right? <laughs> I need to keep changing my pump-ups as I, <laughs> as I lose my pump. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. And question number five, if you could train with one person alive or dead, who would it be and why? This is a great question. I like it. And I was going to cheat and say two people, but I'm going back to just one. And I would definitely choose Michael Jordan. He is hands down, I think, the greatest athlete that ever lived. And I think it's just his discipline, his commitment, and his the ability that he had to play I don't know, maybe he still plays pro sport, but he's just played like so many different sports on a pro level and it's just incredible. But if you wanted to know, my second runner-up was going to be Steph Curry. And that's because I'm here in the Bay and, you know, the Warriors, we should have won, but we didn't, but that's okay. (laughs) NBA is rigged, I think, right? I I think so. It's definitely rigged. I mean, I don't know what you think, but (laughs) after that game was rigged. (laughs) 
You know, we'll give it to you. We'll say you can train with Michael Jordan and Steph Curry. That's all right. At the same time, right? I mean, that would be ideal. (laughs) (laughs) Is this like going to be set up now because it's, you know, out there in the universe? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's actually the surprise of the show. Really, the rest is fluff. We're just trying to set you up with a new training session. Oh, awesome. I love it. (laughs) All right, Kate. Well, any last words for the listeners? Tell them where they can find you and how to connect. Sure. Uh, the best place to connect with me is through the website, uh, fatlossaccelerators.com. Uh, also on Facebook, if you just look, Google my name on oh, whatever, search my name on Facebook. I'm pretty friendly to accept friend requests. Um, or you can just come hang out in San Francisco if you want to come train, work out. I'm up here in the Bay Area. It's uh, supposedly summer right now, but wait till September when it's warmer. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, thanks, Kate. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. It's been great chatting with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Hacks Podcast by Redefining Strength. For the show notes and more episodes, visit redefiningstrength.com.